there's a way in which you either bring sexiness in from the outside, which is more of a persona that you're making up, like really sexy clothes, or there's the sexualness that you be when you're feeling good, looking good, in touch with your pussy. Hello and welcome to The Real Raw You. I'm Jenna Blacker. And I'm John Watson, and we talk about all things oneness, sex, and relationships. As well as meditation, wellness, and awakening with a flair of fun. All to help you become the real raw you. Subscribe and listen weekly to this juicy, orgasmic experience. Today's guest is Rebecca Benatou, and we are going to talk about orgasmic living and sexual authenticity. And I'm joined here today with my co-host, Jonda Watson. And this is just such a juicy, delicious topic. I'm going to go ahead and let Jonda start asking Rebecca some questions. Well, actually, I'm going to start with Rebecca's bio. So Rebecca Benito is a transformation facilitator who helps her clients around the world have pleasure-filled and orgasmic lives in the bedroom and beyond. So she is currently traipsing around the world, spreading orgasmic bliss, working with individuals and couples to help them have more ease and joy in their sex lives through her business, Pleasure Evolution. So Rebecca is an access consciousness practitioner, access bars and access energetic facelift facilitator and a CFMW, which stands for Certifiable Fucking Miracle Worker. I guarantee that she is. <laughs> she is also a trained sacred intimate practicing dominatrix and graduate of the Barbara Benin School of Healing. She's the author of the Sexual Authenticity Handbook and a not yet published sex guide for couples. Welcome, Rebecca. We are so excited to have you here today. And I am just going to delve right in with my very first question. How did you get started in this amazing line of work? Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, thank you for that great lead in. How did I get started? Um, you know, I was always a little bit more interested in sex than the average person. They <laughs> caught me at the age of five in the drawer with my dad's Playboys. Um, and I said, I liked the tushies. So I, I guess I was always sort of aware of these things. And, um, and I had some things happen actually in my childhood, which disconnected me from my body. So for a lot of years, sex wasn't something that I had a lot of pleasure in. It was something I did for other people. And I had to be really good at it. And I, um, I found myself, well, a couple of things happened. One was that when I was pregnant with my first child, I started um, getting messages about people who were ill and what they, could, what they needed to do to get better. Okay. Um, I sometimes call that my medical intuition, um, my high sense perception. And so once I recognized I had that capacity of being able to see into people's bodies and see what was going on with them, I went to the Barbara Brennan School. And then when I was there, I started to recognize how disconnected from my body I was. And when I found myself lying underneath my very handsome husband thinking, are you done yet? I realized <laughs> that this wasn't how I wanted to live the rest of my life. So tell us what is sexual authenticity? Sexual authenticity is when you are willing to be who you be, you are attracted to who and what you're attracted to, and you allow your body to lead you into what you want to do with it. You, you know, you have a close relationship with your genitals. 
I love that. <laughs> so your, your body actually tells you what it likes as opposed to your mind. The <laughs> mind. Yeah. Because the body is the one that has sex. You know, I, I mean, there've been guys that, are, that were perfect for me on paper and there was zero chemistry, you know? So listening to the, yeah, definitely listening to our genitals is part of it. And also being willing to free oneself from the shackles, limitations, and shame of this culture that tells us who we have to be in terms of our gender, our presentation, our, our orientation, um, and the things that we, that we like to do that turn us on. Very cool. Very cool. So tell us what you, how do you work with people? Uh -huh. Well, I work with people. I work with people over Zoom. Uh, I work with people in person. And as I said, I, you said, I'm traipsing around the world. So I'm available. I do VIP intensives for couples and singles. Um, and I do laying on of hands body work. I, allow, I give people technique training. It, it's very much driven by what they are looking to accomplish. Um, you know, sometimes for women, particularly midlife women, um, they find their libido has suddenly vanished mm -hmm. or they're, you know, they're bored, actually. Mm -hmm. um, another type of client that comes to me a lot are people who say, is it normal that I'm attracted to fill in the blank? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I like to say normal is just a setting on the washer. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as normal as long as it is consensual uh, and um well, I'm not even gonna say safe because there are some things that people do in the bedroom that are not particularly safe. So we like the uh, phrase risk, risk aware, okay. consensual kink. Um, but as long as it is, you have consent, you can find someone who likes what you like to do it with, or you can do it solo, or you can just enjoy the fantasies. Um, you know, sometimes people come to me and they're like freaked out by what they like because they don't think they should do it or they could do it. And they might be right. They might, you know, they, maybe they shouldn't do it, but that doesn't mean they can't entertain themselves with the idea mm -hmm. because the body will respond. And, you know, it's time to stop shaming our body for what it likes, what it wants, what it seeks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. One, one of the things we talked about in the pre-call that I really want to bring into this conversation is, you know, people, separate like a turned on life with being turned on in the bedroom. And I know for myself that those two really talk now that I've gotten older and gotten, you know, more comfortable with my sexuality and my partner. Um, if somebody comes to you and is bored, not just in the bedroom, but in all of life, is there a way that you integrate the sexual or sensualness of people? And can you actually take us through an experience of what that is like? Sure. Yay. I mean, I'm already doing it. You know, I'm not just talking about it. So I'm energetically becoming congruent, you know, turn on what we define as turn on and that we're used to thinking we receive just because someone's good looking or someone's touching us and we're in the bedroom. It's actually our life energy flowing through us. And the closest languaging that we have is sexual turn on arousal orgasm. But one of the things that I became aware of when working on healing clients long before I became a sacred intimate was that arousal is the body's joy at feeling itself. Mm -hmm. 
And actually that. your turn on is there accessible all the time. And so if we all just sort of tune into our bodies right now, also the key to a good sensual life is to be aware of your six senses, mm -hmm. not just the five, but you know, touch, taste, sight, sound, smell, but the sixth one conceptual thought. So, but just tuning into your body, becoming aware of your butt on the seat and your feet on the ground, and just taking a big deep breath in through your nose, all the way down to your pussy, letting it soften and expand and then breathing out through your mouth. And continuing to take a few deep breaths like that in through the nose, allowing the belly to expand, the genitals to soften, out through the mouth. And just take a little inventory and see what you can become aware of in your body. Maybe places that are tense, places that are not. Can you feel a breeze on your skin? What can you hear? Can you hear a fan, air conditioner, outdoor traffic? If there's scent, now dropping your awareness even deeper into your body. So many more erogenous zones. What are your nipples doing? What are your lips? Maybe run your tongue across your lips. Taking just two fingers, starting on the back of your hand and running it gently up your arm. That puts a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I, I, I want to bring something else up because I actually feel, I feel more alive and more aware, but I also feel more relaxed. And I think in this world, most, many people have been taught to create sexuality, sexual feelings from tension, hmm. uh, contraction and trying really hard to feel something and trying really hard to get somewhere. And I'm very fond of teaching my clients to relax into their sensual body, especially men touching a woman. If you're trying to make her feel way, trying to get her to come, what she experiences is your effort. Oh. And instead, anyone, and this goes can go both ways for anyone. If you touch another person because of the pleasure it brings your hand, because of the pleasure it brings your eyes to see your hand running across their skin, they will feel your pleasure and it becomes this spiral of energy that moves back and forth between you. Um, mm, delicious, you know, the, that yeah. way, um, mm, when you can get pleasure from your partner's pleasure, that's really a bonus. Mm -hmm. It's funny, a, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's it, it was so funny when you were like, if your husband is kind of feeling like he's trying to hurry up and make you come, you kind of like shut down because you, then you're like, oh, I better hurry up. <laughs> and I went through this phase, gosh, probably 15 years ago where 
he, uh, I used to always apologize for not, you know, for taking so long, <laughs> you know, while he's mm. going down on me. And then it got to a point that I realized that he actually really liked it, you know, and he got so much pleasure in doing it. And, you know, he would, he would be with me in like a really curious way. Like, I wonder if I do this, how will that, how will she respond to this? And much of the play that we both have, I think has become, hmm, I wonder if I try this, what will that, you know, what kind of sounds or, you know, what kind (laughs) of, you know, sensualness will we feel together? And yeah, you know, I think it's really important to, I, you just made such a good point. And I think it's really important for, you know, couples to come together and also, I mean, even with yourself to come together and just go, is this like lighter mm-hmm. and more expansive or is this like, you know, am I trying to rush through this and do I have something you know, going on in my head, like, how can I really be here with this? So I loved how you put that. That was so beautifully said. Mm -hmm. Is there ways that we can expand on greater play in that way? Yeah. I mean, I love what you said, approaching things from curiosity and wonder and all of life is an experiment. And Mm -hmm. rather than, oh, I did that and she didn't like it. I did something wrong. Like, oh, I did that and she didn't like it. Cool. I got information and now I'll try something else. Uh, And there are tools that you can use to kind of communicate when you want your partner, if they're maybe need a roadmap (laughs) to get a little bit more into the zone. But um, also how much fun can you have along the way? Right. Right. And I think communication is truly the key. I mean, how many times do we like just kind of, I mean, I would kind of like to slap away him, you know, when you do things in the beginning of our marriage, um, uh-huh. partly because I've had, you know, I've just, I, I guess I wasn't so much abused, but I felt like I had, you know, had to protect, <laughs> I had to yeah. protect things, you know, as a woman. And so it was like, just almost unconscious. And mm-hmm. realize that that kind of communication is not how you do it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk a little more about the actual communication between partners, and is there some it, some greater ways and to do that? Or is it I just do, talking, and I don't literally? want to lose track of the fact that Jonda had a question too. So <laughs> let's put a pin Sorry in about this. That. And. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, this is a little more relevant, and we'll come back to mine. Oh, awesome. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So the question was communication. So, um, hmm, you know, when you said like slapping them away or pushing their hands away, we're not really taught how to talk in bed. We don't see that happening mm-hmm. in movies very much. You know, they glimpse each other across a crowded bar, cut to the bedroom, clothes are flying, sex happens flawlessly, nobody yells out, you're on my hair. Um, it's just not done. So one of the things I found that, that does work is what you focus on grows. So first of all, becoming aware of what you're feeling and if what you're feeling is discomfort, see what you can find that is feeling good. See what you can find and then give your partner a win mm-hmm. and then give them concrete direction of how it could become even better. You know, so you're where you're like, oh, 
this is really irking me. Okay, why is it irking me? My nipples are sensitive, I'm about to get my period. So you might say, wow, your hands are so nice and warm. Could you um, ease up on the nipple play? A lot, <laughs> a, a lot more gentle, please. And then when they give you even the slightest bit more gentle, it's like, wow, oh yeah, that feels really nice. Yeah. Now could you do that flicky thing? And then you give them another compliment. I love that you took my feedback. Now could you do that flicky thing with your tongue? <laughs> right. You know, and so you Oreo cookie it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it, it works and it's fun. Yeah. And the more you, you know, even talking about it in that way amplifies it. I've gotten to the point where I actually talk to myself when I'm self-pleasuring. I'm like masturbating going, oh yeah, that's a really good spot. I know, I know. Yeah, no, that's so funny because I found myself doing that too. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting, you know, because it's almost like the same language that I use with my husband, I will use while I'm self-pleasuring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you- it turns me on. And I, you know, didn't realize that until you know, yeah. I, you know, it's years and years of like being in a relationship and, you know, loving what you don't and being mm-hmm. able to talk about it. Even I think that in my early twenties, I would say like orgasm, gasm as a whisper, like, it's like, I had an orgasm, <laughs> you know, it was I can't like, even imagine know, that Janet, <laughs> right. It'd be, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just like, he would ask me to talk dirty and I was, mm-hmm. could, couldn't even like think of words. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. right? It takes practice. Like there's a comfort zone that you've got to work through with it. Right. Right. You know, I love that you brought that up. Talking dirty is actually a place that I know some women aren't really maybe comfortable in yeah. or, um, and they, I want to say that actually the sexiest kind of talk is when you're naming what's going on and how good it is and you just keep building that way. You know, sexy talk is like, ooh, daddy, I can't wait for you to bend me over and slam it into me. (laughs) That is like putting on the outside of, of sex and there's so there's a way, I'm going off, I'm going off the reservation girls. Um, there's a way in which you either bring sexiness in from the outside, which is more of a persona that you're making up, like really sexy clothes, or there's the sexualness that you be when you're feeling good, looking good, in touch with your pussy. Mm-hmm. I have gotten on a bus wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt and had every man's head turn and look at me. Sure. And I can go out wearing you know, a fancy dress and high heels, but I'm wishing I was wearing flats and nobody wants anything to do with me. So it's really about that. And like, here's a trick. And try, I urge everyone to try this on at home. When you want the waiter to come to your table in the restaurant, imagine giving him a blowjob. <laughs> right? Yeah. And just you can see. sense the energy of it. Yeah. 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 You know, we are energetic beings. And so you can transmit that to another person. When you are thinking of them warmly, they can feel it. They are drawn to you. They're attracted to you. Mm-hmm. So a really great segue into what I was going to ask. And that's really kind of how do you start your day? Um, really, you know, energizing the sexualness energy. Like what is, mm-hmm. what is your practice and what do you suggest for others? Mm, uh, it's a good question. Cause if to be truthful, I would not say that I have like a daily practice. Uh, I I do wake up and access consciousness has a a mantra, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And I say that 10 times. 
Um, I do touch myself from toe to the top of my head. I stretch out my body. And then I just ask my body, what can we be and do that would be fun for us today? Yummy. <laughs> and see what happens. I mean, I have experienced, I call them cargasms. When I take my car to the car wash and it comes out all clean and vacuumed, like allowing that sensation of the energy of joy to just bubble through my body. And, and I don't know about you, but I wasn't taught to be particularly enthusiastic in life. I grew up with, you know, you find what's wrong, you complain about it until you get it fixed. And it even felt really vulnerable to me to give compliments or to let people know that I was happy. Mm -hmm. And somebody maybe five, six years ago said, I don't trust you. There's too much joy. <laughs> and I you. had to like let go of being Pollyanna, the weird one who thought, who always saw the good side of everything. Mm -hmm. and, and just be willing to let things light me up and be willing to verbalize them and be willing to give people compliments and let them know how to please me. It's really not fair to beat your guy up for something he hasn't done that you haven't asked for. That's true. Um, and, and this is common. You know, women's brains are actually have more connections than men's. So women are somewhat more intuitive and we can know what the other one is thinking. We finish each other's sentences. We read energy to a degree and we expect guys to be able to pick up on those subtle cues. Um, they don't. The average guy, I know this is a stereotypical thing to say, but the average <laughs> guy um, is more better at micro steps and focus um, and not picking up on the subtler cues. If there's something you want, ask for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and most, no one tells you that, like, <laughs> no one tells you to just like, they should know if they love me, uh, how mm. are they supposed to know if you don't tell them? <laughs> right. right. It's actually, I think, I think there's a, there may be some beliefs around it's, you know, it, children should be seen and not heard. You know, it's, you're not supposed to ask for things. You're just supposed to be happy with what you get. Like all of that that we can let go of. Mm -hmm. We can let go of it right now. If you're all ready to let that shit go. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, and realize that it's actually kind to tell someone how they can succeed with you. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So, it, so stop being nice and start being kind. Mm. So we have one more question that, that was kind of like a burning question. What is the difference between orgasm and climax? Oh, that's a good one. Orgasm is the flow of energy. It's happening all the time. Clinically, you know, um, uh, it's contractions of the genitals um, and those can happen in a man or a woman. Um, so you can be in a state of orgasm. A man can achieve orgasm without climaxing. Um, and so can a woman, you can have orgasm without ejaculation. These are all like three very separate things. And the more actually you can detach from that, that, attack, um, that idea that the big peak is the winner and that that's where you have to get, the more pleasurable all of it can be, um, especially as we age, when it does take longer, like you were saying, Jenna, just enjoy the ride. You know, for older men in tantric studies, they, it's not good to ejaculate a lot. 
it actually depletes and fatigues them. So if they can learn to feel the waves of orgasm within themselves and through their partner's body without an ejaculation, that is great, it's really fun. Um, and a climax, climax to me is the equivalent of a really high peak. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's some times where the climax, I don't want to be touched anymore. And there's sometimes, see, I've kind of learned um, to ride a wave. So there's like a, a peak and a peak and a dip and a peak. And that can go on forever. Whereas mm -hmm. sometimes that climax sends me over into don't touch me zone. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. It, um, years and years ago, I read a book, it was called extended sexual orgasm that teaches you exactly how to do that. Like how to just not, you know, go and go for it and climax completely basically. But it mm -hmm. was, it was that kind of, uh, follow, you know, just allow, let it's sort of like letting a little bit out at a time so that mm -hmm. you can go longer. And, uh, when you, I didn't even think of that book until you just mentioned that I'll have to look it up so we can add it to the feed. But um, mm -hmm. it, it yeah. was, uh, we were practicing that for oh, a few years, probably like eight years into our marriage or something. Awesome. But yeah, uh, yeah. do you want to talk more about that? Like how, how you kind of, uh, you know, kind of keep your orgasm going to, mm. uh, to kind of make it a, like a living orgasm, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you, you know, after you're done in the bedroom, you just kind of, your body just kind of keeps allowing you to have that. I, I think, like I said, it, you know, the flow is always there mm -hmm. and it's about being willing to slow down enough to recognize it and to live from that place. It helps to be around other women. Um, if you're uh, older and experienced, it helps to be around younger women who still have their hormones Mm -hmm. um, driving them that, that increases turn on, um, hmm. and you know, that exercise, you kind of have to have agreement and maybe even set a timer. Um, and usually that kind of orgasm where you peak and flow, probably the book, did the book you had, Jennifer talk about manual stimulation? Is that the technique some, they were using? Yeah, some of it did. Um, but it also talked about partner. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, breath, and like, there was some breath work in there and things like breath, that. being yeah. willing to take breaks, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's edging, you can practice it by yourself, yeah. you can practice it with a partner, this sort of idea of, I'm going to get to like a seven out of the if 10 is orgasm is climax, I'm going right. to get to a seven or an eight, and then I'm going to go back to a six. And then I'm going to go up and I'm going to go down. And the more you do that, actually, the more intense, the, the final peak will be. Yeah. Well, edging from my understanding is actually like not climaxing and yet, you know, playing to a six or a seven, like three or four times a day. And mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, then you climax, which it really depends on the too. person. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Like there is no right amount of sex yeah. um, to be having. And I personally, if I were like winding myself up three times a day would be very irritable. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I think that's more of a men thing, right? You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I, do, I do, we've, do, I've done it once, like, uh, you know, in the morning, but then like three hours later, I'm like, ugh, you know, mm -hmm. 
must finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do find that I find women much more irritated by that. And men like to be turned on all day. I have one mm. friend, he's got porn on one computer while he's working all day long. He just flinches <laughs> well, over that, sees some boobies and comes back because mm. they don't necessarily have that um, vital energy running as freely as we do. If you mm. get yourself, if you want to get a little turned on or wound up, one thing I recommend is heavy pressure to come back down. So you can just squeeze mm. the like, you know, the area that you brought blood flow to, mm. squeeze them, squeeze, yeah. squeeze your pussy um, until you feel yourself come down to flat. Oh, you can go all the way from that five, six, seven down to one and go about your business and not feel irked. Uh huh. Yeah. Very cool. That's yeah. good to know. Gosh, well, that would make sense. My, uh, you know, my husband and I, we, have a you know the a cam and sometimes we'll watch things on on the occasion less now than we used to but I'll see him like there's certain girls that he likes to look at and I'll like catch him just looking during the day to see if the girl's on so that answers that question yeah. <laughs> you guys at listingers like TMI <laughs> I don't well, think yeah. yeah we'll have to I put mean, a forewarning on this one <laughs> But no, I love this because there's, you know, this is something that people don't talk about. Yeah, Yeah. they really don't. It's true. And, and why not? You know, why have we made this such a a taboo area and a judgeable offense? You know, everybody thinks they're having the wrong sex too little, too much. Um, So I found, and this is why this is part of my mission is that in accepting myself fully or I should even say allowing myself to be sexually authentic in this such a judgeable area, I'm able to be more authentic everywhere else. It was really a gateway for me into my personal power and freedom. And, you know, once you're able to tell your lover how you like them to touch you, it becomes easier to go to your boss and ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And, so, and you're not hiding. You're, you're willing to be visible, which makes you more magnetic to all the good and juicy things in life. So another thing we don't talk a lot about is kink. And you've got a class coming up pairing consciousness and kink. How do those two go together? Mm, yeah, I don't know when this releases, whether it will sync up with the class, but I want to talk about, yeah, consciousness. Like being the, the sexiest thing you can do is be present mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. present present to yourself fully and present to your partner fully and so how do we merge consciousness well first of all what's kink kink is kink is bent it's actually um come to mean anything you do that isn't straight up man on top of woman with the lights on mm-hmm. um and or the lights off. Of, or the lights <laughs> off. But, you know, things that use things that you know it's becoming more and more mainstream. Um, you know, but things like wearing fetish clothing, um, participating in non-monogamy with consent, um, enjoying spanking, tickling, ordering people around—all of these are things that are typically called kinky behavior. Mm-hmm. I can I find that they can be really really invigorating to a midlife couple as a place where they haven't explored. But if you've been together a long time, chances are you are playing power games in your relationship all the time by default. Who's on top, you know, who's who's gonna listen to who. When you make it overt 
and you play with it consciously, it actually takes some of that out of your relationship where it's just a stumbling block and an irritation. It's like, if you could play with, well, for the next hour, I'm the queen and see if you like that and order mm -hmm. him around and get him to do whatever you want. Use his body for your selfish pleasure and get the trash taken out and the garage cleaned up. And then he gets a reward back, you know, whoa, fun. You know, so so really into the reward system. I hear. <laughs> Say that again. Jonda is really into the reward system uh -huh. in her household. <laughs> yes. Do tell. Yeah, she shared from the podcast before, or at, least, or at least privately. She may not want to now. I think it's a little bit more privately, but no, I mean that that reward system is, you know, it's it's I'm, you know, it's like, honey, will you do this for me in exchange for sexual favors? And you know, it's like, oh yeah, like whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> It's kind of a win-win as long as you want to give the sexual favors, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, always so. Um, yeah. So you are, and since you kind of brought this up, you're a dominatrix. And I have a friend who's one, and it is not what you think it is. It is, you know, you're thinking whips and chains and, you know, tying them up. And, but it's not that right. at all. It really well, is. Well, it can be that. Right. right. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it there's can just be that, a, but it's a, not a very, only that. Very diverse yeah, area. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It can be that, but it doesn't only have to be that. There are different archetypes of dominance. It could, you know, what it really means is that you get your zhuang, your turn on from taking control of another person, of being the one in control. And the other side of the equation is submission. They enjoy giving up control. But really, they never totally give up control because you always, the submissive always has the power of the no. Right. right. So it's really just, and they have to have power in order to be willing to exchange it and you agree on what you're going to do. Um, but you know, there's something, I'm sort of a queen dom, I would say, is my archetype. It's really fun to have, uh, and, and that would correspond to, I don't know if you ever have talked about love languages on the podcast, but this idea of gifts of service is one of the five love languages. So I love when somebody brings me breakfast in bed, holds my door, holds my car door, um, takes me out to eat, uh, brings me things, cleans my house, like all of those things bring me a lot of joy. And so that can be a way of being, you know, just receiving people, the gifts from people. Um, you know, I have one friend who's a goddess dom and he brushes her hair and it's a privilege to do her laundry, like her underwear. He, if he's a good boy, he gets to wash her panties. You know, so that's one, that's another way that it can express, you know, or just having them serve you, having them massage you. Now it may look like, oh, wait, wait, who's the top and who's the bottom? No, she's, re you're receiving, but you're going to tell the other person when to start and when to stop. So you're still in control. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is a way deeper topic than to go in on this podcast. Oh, no. but, yeah. <laughs> well, when is your class coming up? I don't have dates. I don't have a date yet. Right now I'm in Asheville and I'm doing a bunch of things in person. Um, I will be in Asheville until August and then uh, the rest is a little unclear. That will be an online class, Consciousness and Kink. So the best way to find out is to follow me on my website. Cool. Great. You've got yeah. some freebies for us on your website, don't you? I do. That's so first of all, my website is pleasureevolution.com. And my YouTube channel is Pleasure Evolution TV. So there's a lot of videos about this and about transformation as well, not just sex, 
um, because as I said, this, our sexual authenticity is a gateway to expanding our entire lives and having a, our whole life please and nourish us and light us up. Uh, so there's lots of stuff there. And um, I, my sexual authenticity handbook, Own Your Pleasure, Find Your Power. No, yeah, Own Your Pleasure, Find Your Power. Uh, and that's a handbook and you can download it for free on the website. And I also am inviting everyone to come have a free half hour gratified life discovery session with me. And that means that we're going to get on the phone for 20 minutes, half an hour, and talk about what you would like to have more of in your life, some resources for how you might get there, including what I have to offer working with me, but also just some, some pointers, some websites, some things to read that you can actualize for yourself so that you can be more lit up, turned on, and juicy every day. We're going to put the link for that for your uh, free ebook and your and the twenty minute consultation in the links below. Wow, what a fun conversation, so Rebecca! Fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Thank you Thank both you. so much. This was super fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs>